Welcome to the Fireplace Podcast, live from our weekly Friday night rallies. If you live in the greater Nashville area, we would love for you to join us 7 p.m. at Harvest Sound Church. This podcast contains our best practical trainings and gripping messages that will compel you to go put Jesus' love into action. So we're going to talk about missional commitment. We have a, um, a saying with each, each uh, cultural value. And with missional commitment, it's, it's if you steward where you are, you have authority where you go. And where this came from is actually when I came out of YWAM, uh, so discipleship training school. And after I came out of YWAM, I felt called to go to the nations. I was burning. My heart was burning to go back to the Philippines. There was just something that was struck within my heart that was like, I have to go. I have to go share this good news. And I saw thousands of of people come to know Jesus in the Philippines. And I just was like, man, I got to go and I got to go back. And then it was actually... Um, I had a real encounter with the Lord, and he said, you know what, it would actually be a lot easier for you to go to the nations and preach the gospel than it would be your own hometown. And he said, I'm actually calling you not to the nations, but, I, but I'm actually calling you back to Nashville. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh my goodness, I was like, I don't, what does it even look like, Lord? And um, I would just begin to think about Nashville and begin to think about um, this city and how amazing the people are, and there's so many amazing churches and and Bible studies, and there's a worship movement here, and um, but I was thinking about, it and I was like, man, it's like Nashville's amazing, but I feel like there's no real practical training centers on how to share your faith, and then I began to think about Nashville and thinking about all the amazing people and even prophetic words and promises over the city. Like you can just sense there's synergy, there's people coming. God's doing something in the city. There's amazing, amazing believers here. And even prophetic words that you'd hear at churches or even in conferences. Um, But I was just reminded of Joshua when when the Lord told Joshua, there's land that the Lord promised to Joshua. And the Lord told Joshua, he said, Joshua, how long will you wait to take the land the Lord has promised you? And I felt the exact same call. The Lord said, if you steward where you are, you have authority where you go, how long will you wait to take this land the Lord has promised? And so, so many times we can get filled up in worship. We can, you know, have an amazing conference. But I believe one of the most violent acts you can have on the kingdom of darkness is the bold proclamation of the gospel. It has to come. You have to be ready to boldly share this good news, and we have to be ready to constantly be going and have the gospel on our lips and love in our hearts. And so tonight, what, what mission are we talking about? I'm talking about Mark 16, 15, to go into all the world and to preach the good news to all creation. This isn't just some, uh, this isn't just some suggestion. This is the Great Commission. And he's called us to all of, all of us, we're called to this, we're called to live this out, we're called to walk this out, we're actually, believe it or not, somebody goes, oh, uh, you know, I, I can't preach, we're all called to preach. Every single one of us is called to preach, to preach this good news and to preach this hope that we have in Jesus. And, but I want to share a few things about missional commitment. Missional commitment is hard. There is nothing about missional commitment that will be easy. 
Because you have to say yes. And the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, and everything else comes from the evil one. It says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, and everything else comes from the evil one. You know, so many times we have people that, you know, are great, amazing people that love Jesus, but they just can't give their yes. And because they just can't give their yes, they can never step into the full call that God has on their life because they've never said yes. And so many times, usually, when you're most uncomfortable or you're in a setting where you're like, oh, well, I don't know. There's even, some of you guys are even in places and spaces where the Christian community is great people, and you're, you may even feel like, man, I'm not getting fed. I'm not being poured into, and, and maybe that's, a, there's a real thing, but actually, what if God, so many times I, I think of it like this. Life is a journey, okay? And when you say yes to Jesus, you jump on the ship with Jesus. There's no looking back. You're on a ship, and many times people will jump on, it's great, it's high, it feels like something, it, it feels powerful, and you go one, two, three, four, five months, six months, maybe even years, and then the minute you begin to feel like, oh, I'm not getting fed, or oh, I'm not, I'm not actually able to be full anymore, you go, oh, maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should go over here. Maybe I should go to this country. Maybe I need to go to a different ministry. Or maybe the way they sing is better. Or maybe it's this. Or maybe it's that. When really what you decide to do is you haven't let the Lord take you on the journey that he's taking you to. And you jump off the ship and then you end up drowning yourself. And I've watched person after person in this house, outside of this house, ride on something and then jump ship. They're just like, I'm gone when really they're not willing to wait it out. And really, they end up having no authority on their life. Because really, Christianity became all about them and not about the other people. You should be getting filled up in your secret place. Worship here, yes, it's a time to receive, but also it's a time to bless the Lord. It's a, it's a time that regardless of what the worship may sound like or feel like, it's a time to give him what he's due, which is all glory and honor and power. And you can give him that with, worship, with music or not. It's what he's due. And when we go out on the streets, we give him glory with our lives because it's what's due to him. And so we have to have missional commitment, and we can't jump ship when you're starting to feel uncomfortable, when you're starting to feel unsettled, when you're starting to feel like you're not being fed, that's when you need to check your heart. And I say this because I am I, jealous of every single one of you, of the call of God that God's placed on your life. I say this because I'm jealous because God has good and perfect plans for your life, and we've all been anointed to preach this good news, and the enemy will come in the slightest ways to try to distract us from the bold proclamation of the gospel. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. I've said this over and over here, you probably will hear this probably the rest of my life everywhere I go. 
because this is a foundational scripture for me. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the ends of the earth. If you've heard this 30 times, I look at this scripture like you've never read it before. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses, first in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the ends of the earth. Jerusalem, city, Judea, state, Samaria, country, ends of the earth, okay? If you steward where you are, your home city, you'll have authority where you go. Stewardship of your city is not just like, hey, like, it's not just like, yeah, you know, oh, I go to church in my city. It's I'm boots in the ground going out and sharing the gospel. And that's not just on Friday nights. That's not just at Mill Hope on Thursdays. Although, those, although we, that's, a, that's the aspect of being committed as a body doing that. But that's day to day. I'm stewarding where I am. I want to ask you, are you stewarding where you are right now? Where the Lord's placed you, your workplace, your home, how are you stewarding your life? You know, one thing that I was convicted of specifically, I remember I was in YWAM, and my heart was burning. My heart was burning for the nations. My heart was burning to see nations saved. And in Psalms, it says, if you'd only ask of me, I'll give you the nations, your inheritance, the ends of the earth, your possessions. And so I just began to pray like a wild man. I just began to pray, Lord, give me the nations. Lord, and that's not me saying, like, I want to rule over a nation. That's me saying, Lord, give me souls and nations. I began to pray, I began to cry, and I began to get God's heart. But you know what? The Lord said to me, as in YWAM, he said, how can you ask for the nations when you can't even steward the only thing you own, which is one sleeping bag on your bed and you can't even make it in the morning? He's like, you really think I'm going to give you a generation? You really think I'm going to give you nations if you can't actually steward the thing that I've placed in front of you and I've asked you to make your bed? It says, those who are faithful with little will be entrusted with much. How can you ask for a nation when you can't even steward the things that have been placed in front of you? How can you ask for a nation when you can't even share with the person that you're led to talk to at the grocery store? How can you ask for a nation? You have to steward where you are. And you have to stay in the fight long enough. You know, I don't know if we shared this here, but Fireplace is a movement of Jesus' mission. If you don't know what Jesus' mission is, it's the covering over, over Fireplace. There's three movements of Jesus' mission. It's Fireplace, Wilco United, and the Merge. I'm not going to get into all of them. Some of you guys know what they are. Some of you don't. And... I can't remember where I was going with that, actually. <laughs> Completely lost train of thought. What was I saying right before that? Missional commitment. Mission of Jesus. Oh, how can you ask for nations? Grocery store. Guys, <laughs> man, I, I got <laughs> maybe the Holy Spirit's leading us somewhere else. Yeah, y'all are paying attention. So that's good. Good job, y'all. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I had somewhere I was going with that. 
I'll ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to wait on the Lord. I know exactly where I was going with that. Come on, let's go. Woo! Come on. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the great rememberer. He'll remind you of all things. Come on, he just reminded me. Okay, I know exactly where I was going with that. So we have Fireplace, we have Wilco United in the Merge. Wilco United is Unity High School Gatherings. Hundreds of high school students come together from 17 different high schools to worship. We share the gospel at these gatherings. And then the merge, hundreds of young adults come together. And uh, it's a time to worship. We also share the gospel there. We share the gospel at Fireplace. We share the gospel at Wilco. We share the gospel at the merge. Guess what? Even though we have mass gatherings of hundreds of high school students or hundreds of young adults, if you add Wilco United and the Merge combined, there's more impact with Fireplace than those two ministries combined. Do you know why? Consistency. Missional commitment. It's because there's people saying yes every Friday as opposed to a monthly gathering or something that's quarterly. That's the power of missional commitment. We saw over 6,000 gospel seeds sown just from right here. In one year. In one year. You can't add all the numbers of Wilco United and the merge together, and you won't get anything near that. It's the power of missional commitment. When you say yes in one area, no matter how big your gathering is, you know, you do a once-a-year conference, right? So we've, we've thought about doing a conference, and maybe we would at some point. I have no, no clue where the Lord may lead us. But we'll know if you have 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, 60 people, 70 people on a Friday night that continue to say yes, you're having more impact in the consistency than your once-a-year conference. It's so simple. We've overcomplicated. We think we need LED screens and names and whatnot to have, make an impact on the kingdom of God. You see, you see this room? I mean, it's like half full, right? Like, let's just be real. It's like half full. Why? Because Jesus said the laborers are few, right? Right? It's a promise. We've always known that. We don't care how many people are here. It doesn't matter. We've said yes to the mission of God. But there's more impact and consistency in saying yes. Now, another aspect I want to take this is you have to be missionally committed to the person you're engaging with. You can't just look at them and go, they're a check on the box. How committed are you to seeing their salvation? How committed are you to feeling God's heart for that person? You know, I remember I was, I was going out to Daytona Beach during spring break where all the sororities and fraternities are coming to party on Daytona Beach. And a team of us, we were going, and we were like, we, we knew we were going there to share the gospel and I remember, and what we did is we hung out with the fraternities all day, played sports with them, and just gained their respect throughout the day. And I remember there's a fraternity. I asked the president of this fraternity. I said, hey, I have something I want to share with a fraternity. He's like, okay, okay. And I built good friendship with him. He's like, yeah, sure, totally, you can tell him. So could you gather the whole fraternity? I'm going to share the gospel. So <laughs> anyways, he, they, he gathers the whole fraternity. 
Anyways, I got I start saying, you know, I got something I want to share with you that completely changed my life, and I just go into the death, the resurrection, the new life in Jesus Christ, and and as I'm sharing, you know, it's it smiles, and then it's whoo, it's like energy gone, like sucked out, like the I'm looking at the president, and he's like so mad, he's like, are you serious? Like this guy's sharing the gospel in front of my my entire, fr- <laughs> you know, fr- he probably feels like an idiot too, like I <laughs> totally duped him, but uh. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, he's like, so anyways, I give an altar call. I say, hey, who wants to give their life to Jesus right now? And the president just steps up, and he's like, dude, look, man. He said, we're good, okay? And I said, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to him. And there was one man who had tears in his eyes, and his heart was burning. And I could see it in his eyes. And I said, man, I said, if you want Jesus, now is your moment. But Jesus said, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. And this is your moment to respond. I said, you're going to have to deny all your fraternity brothers and say yes to following Jesus. I said, do you want to do that? And he said, yes, bro. And he stands up and he walks with me and the rest of the fraternity is like, what in the world just happened? Missional commitment. Can you be missionally committed to the person you're talking to tonight? on the streets? Can you engage with the heart of God that even when there might be opposition, someone might shoot you down in the group, don't just go away. Be like, you know, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to him. Can you have the eyes of the Father to see where the seeds that you're throwing are ripe? going to pray again, ask the Holy Spirit to lead us. I got all sorts of notes. Okay. I feel like the Lord said to talk about tribulation. We're going to look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We don't have time to go there. It's in Daniel 4. Some of you guys know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king calls everyone to bow before this idol. And they have the harp and the lyre, and they begin to play it. And the king is calling them to bow. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decide not to bow. And they, and they end up saying, you know what? We will not bow. And we want you to know that we will not bow. We want everyone else to know that we will not bow. And we believe that God will deliver us. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we do not serve your God. What's my point here? True worship, a true yes to Jesus, is tested in the midst of opposition. That's how you know you've given your yes to Jesus. It's not when everything's going great. 
and they ended up going to the fire. And God didn't deliver them from, from the fire, but in the fire. And there's a fourth man in the fire, and it was Jesus, and he delivered them. And this is such a powerful picture of being missionally committed. They said yes, and they held to their yes in the midst of a tribulation. We have to be willing to say yes when it gets hard. When people push back on us, when it seems like, when, when literally you've committed to an area and you envision thousands upon thousands, but the Lord may have just called you for one. And you sow and you sow. Maybe it's for years, decades. I don't even know. But what if it was just for one? Would it be worth it? Would you still say yes? Would you still say yes? If God called you to some place for 10 years and you only saw one salvation, would you say yes? Radical obedience. But what if that one person that you led to the Lord led hundreds of thousands of people to the Lord just by your simple yes? And what if you died before you could even see it? Landon brought this. You never know the fruit of your yes and the damage of your no. Radical obedience. That's what God's calling us to. Radical obedience. No man, the scripture says, no man is fit for the kingdom unless he puts, to his, puts his hand to the plow and does not look back. You have to put your hand to the plow and not look back. All of us are called to missional commitment. None of you are excused. None of you, by the way. Don't think that you can leave this place and go, oh, well, I'm not, that doesn't go for me. No, it 100% does. And in fact, Scripture says if you know what you ought to do and you don't do it, you're sinning. Okay? I'm not telling you you need to be here at Friday nights, but you need to commit to sharing the gospel every day for the rest of your life. And I'm going to give you this. Romans 21.8 says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, sorry, Romans 21.8, I think I might have said 28. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderous, the sexually immoral, and those who practice magic arts and idolaters, liars, they will be consinged to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Some of you guys are like, why are you reading this to me? right now. Like, I'm not a murderer. I'm not sexually immoral. You know, I'm not practicing magic arts. But I want to look at the first one. It says the cowardly. It's not there. Daniel (laughs) 3.18. It says the cowardly. It starts with the cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's where we got to repent and we got to check ourselves. I have to repent all the time for this of times where I felt the Lord lead me to talk to someone and I just didn't do it. We have to be true to our yes and our commitment to Jesus. The minute we said yes and he said, follow me, he said, I'll make you a fisher of men. That's what we're designed to do. And so we're going to pray. If if your heart's burning right now for missional commitment, I just want you to stand up. Just stand up right now. One, two, three, stand up. Come on.
Lord, I just pray over every person. We're going to pray. Just lift your hands. Lord, I just pray over every person right here, right now. And I just pray, Lord, you would show them where they need to be faithful and where they need to steward, Lord, and where they need to honor even. Where they may, there may even be covering or people or places that they need to honor, that have poured into them, that have invested them, that have forged them into the person they are. Maybe it's their parents. Maybe it's, their, it's generations. Lord, I just pray that they would honor, they would steward where they are. And Lord, you'd even get into the little things of our lives, the practicals, the things like, for me personally, I'm not saying this is for y'all, but for me personally, it was making my bed. Lord, I repent. I repent for those little things, Lord, that I know that I'm supposed to do that I don't do because if I can't steward the little, you won't entrust me with more. So, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, a supernatural grace over this house to be missionally committed all the days of our life, that we would live long-term, a life of endurance of being committed to the mission of God, and that we would go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Come on.